Yeah, what you are about to hear is a work of fan fiction. All characters and events and settings, even those based on the ones from World of Warcraft, are entirely fictional, and half of it was probably made up on the spot. Listening to this production indicates your consent to its terms of service, which we forgot to write down. Last time, our heroes completed their quest to retrieve the goblin treasure from the Furbolgs. After painting the golden bear statue with blood and feathers, and also breaking off part of its foot to sell later, the party returned to the surface to find the sky shattered like glass. Our heroes are unaware of Sylvanas Windrunner's attack at Ice Crown Citadel, but it's clear that a new disaster is on the horizon. It's time to queue up for more heroic dungeons and dragons. Oh, and uh, hey, hang out after the show for an update from the players. So you guys have just left the Firbolg cave and returned the Golden Bear statue to the goblins of the Pleasure Palace who suggested you make yourself scarce after uh, showing that the Pleasure Palace, that you were very poor. Um, while, while you were underground, something caused the sky to shatter like glass, revealing strange lights coming from behind the sky, if such a thing could exist. Um... At the moment, it is late morning, maybe early afternoon, probably closer to early afternoon. Uh, to your left, as you exit the cave, you would exit in a southerly direction. So to your left is Bilgewater Harbor. To your right in the distance is the Pleasure Palace. And directly across Ashara from your location, many miles away, is the Ashara side entrance to Ogrimmar. Even at this distance, you can see that it's uh, got these massive gates that are you know, open and there's people coming in and out. It's, it's, you know, very busy, busy area. Uh, where would you guys like to go or do, I should say, what would you guys like to do? Well, I, uh, don't appreciate them being poor. Uh, so I'm thinking we head off to maybe gadgets, uh, um, to booty bay yeah, I got a couple contacts there that we can get in touch with and maybe get some work. Um, get a little coin to line our pockets so that we're not street rats. <laughs> Do you think we could find a place to have this uh, hunk of claw inspected down there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure I can find... Um, I got contacts. I can definitely find somebody to... Uh, get this uh, appraised and uh, get a little coin off of it. All, all, all right. So where's this booty? Where? How, how far away is booty? Well, well, we can head down to Orgrimmar. Uh, I believe there's the um, uh, ship right outside of Orgrimmar that'll get us there. Um, it's going to take a little bit of convincing on, on our, uh, on my and Ari's to get through the city but uh, I don't think it should be too bad of a problem they're mostly orcs they don't they don't pay too much attention oh, yeah. I, I hear they like my kind down there anyway but I don't speak the language I think 
fall because I think you're a little fluent. Oh yeah, I, I've, yeah. I've, I've, I've got I've got uh, I've had I spent some time there uh, um, in in around orcs to uh, have picked up the language enough to get by. Um, I would say, Butch, you probably just smile real big. Oh, I'm good at that. Smile and wave. Smile and wave. Okay, okay. Well, uh, okay. So, Falcus, by the way, how you doing? You you still got blood all over you. Uh, I've seen better days. Um, I'm feeling pretty spry right now. Thank you, Ari. Um... That uh, was not my finest of moments. Um, and uh, I don't want to talk about it. So I say let's just get moving. I've had a lot of those not my finest moments lately. Um, yeah. Listen, we all seen, seen you in your underwear. So we're, 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 we're fine. But if I'm... If I'm thinking and I'm looking around and in my mind map... Uh, I want to stay as far away as possible from anything resembling a pleasure palace. It's it's up pretty high in the mountains. We should be pretty good if we just stay to the ground. Right. Okay. So now how we get... So the plan is to go to Orgmar, which I think is... Listen, I've never been there before. I heard it's pretty big. It has some size. It's quite large. I don't know. I think it'd be kind of cool. Horns, drums, you know, lots of spikes. Orc thing, lots of spikes. So many spikes. And and, and then you want to get on another boat after what happened to us, you know, a few days ago. Yeah, unfortunately, um, the way the world is, uh, Booty Bay's on the other side of the world. What? Wait a minute. We're on Kalimdor right now, right? Where is yep. where is Booty Bay? Eastern Kingdoms. We want to go all the way to another continent to go sell your 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 golden claw. I mean, the other place we could go is Gadjistan, but that's quite a ways south. Quite a ways south. Uh, well, there is uh, what Overlook up in Winter Spring. It's a little cold. This time of year. Well, I don't mind the cold, but... Because I'm looking at more goblin areas, but at least these goblins are neutral. Yeah, so are the ones at the Pleasure Palace. But, uh... Hey, listen, I... If y'all want to... If y'all want to get on another boat and go on the other side of the world, just... It gets us far away from the Pleasure Palace. It would. And you think you can maximize your? You you don't think you can sell this thing in Orgrimmar? Not easily. They uh, they'll know the value like a goblin will. Right. And so we're gonna go to another. Wait wait a minute, Booty. What what kind of people live in Booty? Booty Bay. Uh oh, all it's sorts a shipping of folks. town. All yes. S- oh, okay. All Listen, sorts of folks. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll follow your lead, but you know, we, I, I thought we just got here, so, you know, but well, uh, we, we, we came, we saw the pleasure palace, we got conquered, and uh, now we need to go <laughs> somewhere else. We need some, some distance. Makes uh, the heart yeah. grow fonder. 
All right, well, let's let us let us head over to this boat then. We're going to Orgamar. There might be some trouble to get in. All right. You guys start making your way south toward Orgamar. As you walk, um, just to see this strange sight that hangs over your heads, um, you do look up occasionally just to look at the cracks in the sky and wonder at their meaning. And at one point, you see a series of what you think might be meteors streaking through the sky in the far distance. There are shooting star-like forms that originate way far to the northeast and fly out in various directions. One of them is a greenish color that is only barely visible before it flies out of your range of vision. Another is a light blue color. It flies high and straight, shooting from what you can tell directly south from its starting point and flies and flies and flies before it finally disappears uh, in the far distance. Um, The third, which is this deep crimson color, flies sort of north to south across the sky at a bit of a different angle than the blue one had, uh, falling out of your range of vision somewhere to the southeast. The last of the four, which glows in this strange kind of an unlight, like like a black glow, if such a thing could exist, rockets through the sky from the same starting point and similarly away from you like the red one did, but it sort of blackens the sky around it as it goes. It leaves this streak of darkness as it uh, as it flies before it flies too far for you to see. Um, the as fast as they appear, and then they and then they disappear. Any of them look like they landed anywhere near us? Or all of them went off into the horizon? Yeah, into the far distance. Hmm. Okay. Maybe maybe when we get to Orgamire, they'll have more information on that. Okay. What do you um, think? What? Is, it, is, is this something that happens all the time over here? <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine, Butch. Uh, I mean... I've never seen a sky like this before. That's for darn sure. Not much of a sky gazer, but I can definitely say this is a first. More of a guy gazer, if anything. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I do gotta say, it is weird that we're just talking about going down to Moody and uh, getting money for a piece of foot made of gold when the sky's all broken up like glass and we got black and red and whatever comets coming from the sky crashing down far as I know we got alien ghosts but sure let's go let's go cash in that that gold that would have been a better story than the one I wrote (laughs) there's other heroes out there who can take care of things like that you know we they don't need us yeah that that is a good point I don't necessarily need to be a hero I'd rather just walk around, but does this does this uh, sky thing? I mean, we got we got a, a, a few things going on right now up, up above our heads, and, and neither one of y'all are, uh, you know. I mean, after you've seen a sword pierce the earth, you kind of get a little phased from from weirdness. Or how about uh, what was it two years ago? A gigantic planet in the sky. Oh I yeah, mean, this yeah just it doesn't surprise me anymore. All right, I suppose we'll just ignore all these comets falling from the sky and let whoever else figure all that out and let's go get our money. 
Well, I know we got. Um, I, I don't. I don't know how much we're, information we're going to get out of Ogremar right now. Um, let's at least with getting over to Booty Bay. Um, there's a lot of travelers coming in and out of Booty Bay that we can definitely uh, ask around and um, poke around and see see what some of the great minds are thinking about what's going on. What this is. I mean, if one of them landed close, I'd be more than willing to inspect, but we don't even know where they are right now, or if it's in the water or on the land. Exactly. That just sounds like an excuse for cowardice to me, but I'll take it. Because, <laughs> you know, I, you know I, I've seen better days myself. So, how... <sighs> you rather rush uh, headlong into a situation where you know nothing about? We have already decided to go to Booty. Bay. So let's let's fig let's let's go down to Booty Town. I'm hey. down for going to Booty Town. I, I I mean we just get, keep getting into fights, and I don't want to get hurt. I just don't want to get you know, I don't want to get licked down in Booty. Falcus is going to start walking. <laughs> I'll follow Falcus while uh, Butch Butch keeps chatting up the rear. Um, knowing a bit about Ashara as as a avid player, um. I know we want to take it a little wide of Gallywick's uh, Pleasure Palace. Um, is there a safe route to travel um, wide around the Pleasure Palace um, and not inter- you know, encounter, uh, let's say, you know, some other snake-like creatures? There's the Rocket Way, which you took to get to the Pleasure Palace in the first place. You know that it has stop-offs outside of Ogremar. Um up north further from you that you haven't explored yet um, and actually out near the Pleasure Palace. Um, you, you could take another rocket. You could. Um, the nearest ones are either the one at the Pleasure Palace or the one if you uh-uh. have to, you'd have to travel north a bit like away from your direction but there is a stop off point uh, not, ter- not terribly far to the northeast um, where you could board one. Yeah. I mean, that would be the quickest way to get past the, the Pleasure Palace, and I can't say that they would know anything about what's going on with us anyway right now. Well, word might spread, but if we got the, uh, I got I got a little bit of coin to pay for uh, another ride. Get us uh, down to Ogremar pretty quick. Sound good? Works for me. Alright, so let's uh, start heading east to the uh, nearest Rocketway station. Okay. What's the march order? I feel like Falcus would be bringing up the front since he walked away from us when Butch was talking. I could be wrong there. But... Yeah, I'll take I'll take point. And then okay. I probably followed Falcus with Butch bringing up the rear, unless I'm wrong and Butch kind of pushed up. No, 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 no. I'm I, I'm it, Butch is definitely in the back, um, thinking of more ways to to use the word booty. Perfect. And giggling to himself. <laughs> and just following wherever y'all are going. All right. Uh, Falcus, as the leader, I'm going to need a perception check as you walk toward your destination. I was just going to ask about that. A dirty 20. All right. As you march, you notice that the sounds of wildlife and nature have become kind of quiet. Um, you feel like there's a really good chance that this is nature itself responding to whatever force shattered the sky. You also see that there are wisps of steam and fog starting to come up 
um, sort of wafting off the soil uh, the way that things do in the sometimes in the early morning when it's cold. Um, while you contemplate this, you notice a small group of people who are moving very quickly. Um, not so they're you're headed like northeast and they're heading southwest. So you guys would cross each other, but they're not headed straight toward you. They're like closer to the shoreline than you are. Um, you can see that they are uh, moving very, very quickly. Um, and as they sort of start to close the distance, you can make out the somewhat familiar forms of the party of horde adventurers that you guys ran into on the way to the Furbolg cave. The ones who were, um, you know, fighting small water elementals and nagas and, and things like that. They look like they are in a damn hurry. You could try to intercept them if you wanted to. Um, I personally am going to, to to signal to Ari and Butch to quiet and get down and, and hide behind some bushes and let's see what's going on here. Um, I'm going to, based on what you described, they're running from something. Um, and I'd rather us have, you know, I mean, we probably should be running in the same direction. However, I do want to see what they're running from. Uh, following Falcus for a while, I follow suit and go ahead and kind of get down and hide. Do we, uh, should we roll a stealth check or something to hide, uh, hide behind some bushes and, and get somewhere? I would have called for a check as soon as you guys were done describing what you wanted to do. Okay. <laughs> Butch, what you thinking? Yeah, and I, I, you know, whatever Falcus says, so I'm giggling to myself and Falcus says that I kind of kind of jump and go, oh, yeah. And then I roll into a, you know, whatever's d- direction Ari went, and uh, hopefully I fit behind that bush or rock or whatever the heck is near me. Okay, so let's get a stealth check from everybody and a perception check from Falcus because he said he was looking for um, whatever it was that they were potentially running from or running towards or who knows uh falcus rolled a 24 on stealth ari rolled a 19 on stealth i got a natural one i had a critical fail silent as the leaves blowing through the forest ari and falcus duck behind something of you know nearby large rock, pillar, bush, anything that is nearby, and they are couldn't have been less noticeable as they do this. Butch very silently, very quietly, stands large and tall behind a tiny little shrub. (laughs) Um, Most of his left leg is obscured from vision. Most of his left leg. (laughs) Um I also need a perception check from Falcus. 14. Okay. So you look, okay, up in the direction they're running from. You look down in the direction they're headed. You sort of scan. You're looking around. You don't see a creature. You don't see a monster. You don't see nothing. Nothing is apparent to you as to what the reason for their hurry is. Hmm. Maybe they're not running from something, but running to something. You think we should follow? I mean, we could, but we're also on our way to... 
the rocket track um, to try to get some travel or get get cover some distance quickly. If it doesn't, if they're not being followed, or if they're not being chased by anything, Ari sounds like she wants to check out what uh, what they're going for, what they're heading to. Running into someone twice, I feel like, is more than just a coincidence. So I'm a little curious, but I also know we're on a mission. So I mean, I forgot what's the makeup of the party of the adventurers uh, faction. Oh, um, yeah, you don't know necessarily their classes necessarily, but you did know that there was a there was an orc, there was a forsaken, there was a troll, a Zandalari troll, um, and there was a nightborn elf. And they were picking mm. flowers or something. So we know that these guys are noobs, right? I, if we they're can running, head on. pardon me? So we can head on to the, to the goblin rocket. I, I say we let this questing party do whatever. They're probably running from a wild boar. I'm not worried about it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep chugging. All right. Yeah, we're going to. Um, I, I would say cautiously still anticipating that something was after them. Um, I'd still like to have my guard up on watching the direction that they came from for anything that was that might have been chasing after them. Okay. Uh, you they start they're running and you're like, okay, keeping your eye out and nothing's clear. Okay, alright. Well, let's keep moving because they'll be fine. They're you know, they got to get their bumps. So they'll become big, strong adventurers someday. And you pick up and keep moving. The mist is starting to get a little thicker as you move. It's still easy to see through everything. It's just clear that like there's like an, a fog starting to happen. Um, and suddenly in the distance behind you, in the direction of the, the, the adventurers, um, you hear this, this blood-curdling piercing sort of a screaming wailing sound that just it slices right through the silence um, followed by the shouts of people under attack and people in combat um, the noise is coming from that southwesterly direction where you saw the horde adventurers running to should we go help them I knew you were gonna say that yeah, yeah, let's go. Let's go help the noobs. <sighs> yeah. Well, maybe they'll have some gold we can persuade them to give us. They ain't gonna oh, have I'm more, a- more than a couple silver, some copper. But uh, anyway, and I pick up my great axe and uh, start chugging over there. All right, yeah, we'll we'll make some some tracks and and head over to the sound of the fighting and uh, see what we can do and lend a hand to these obviously new adventurers. No, I'm not trying to run straight into this though. Um, I, I just I wanna... see you begrudgingly just like dragging your axe. <sighs> no, it's it's at least on my shoulder, but this was not what I wanted to do, to do today, and. Um, but it's it's the right thing to do, and let's but but let's not just go running into it. Let's let's uh, keep our wits about ourselves, so whatever happened to those guys it isn't going to happen to us. Okay, so you turn and any, double. B- sorry, continue. Are there any like animals? You, you said the animals were really quiet. Are there any like birds or anything around? I, I could 
I could use my um, uh, thing where I can see through the eyes of an animal. Make a make a perception check. Four. Considering that things seem kind of quiet right now, and you glance around really quickly, you accept in pretty short order that if there is any wildlife around, it's doing its best to stay quiet and out of the way. You're going to have a hard time finding something that you would be able to use in this way, and then convincing it to let it to to let you use it the way that you're asking. All right. Okay. You guys decide somewhat reluctantly in some cases to turn around and head toward the sounds of what definitely sounds like a combat encounter. When you're about uh, like 45 feet, uh, feet out from the fight, the mists are thin enough that you're able to see what's going on here. You see that a spirit is sort of floating through the mist, swiping with its big uh, ghost hands at this party of horde adventurers. Um, two of them the orc and the zandalari are down uh the nightborn looks pretty injured but is still up and is fighting the undead looks like he's still okay but this is a fight that they are losing can we see how close they are to this thing um yeah so let me actually get my measuring okay. tool out so i said that you guys were about 45 actually yeah i accidentally placed you appropriately distanced yeah, the spirit itself is about 45 feet away from Butch, who is the closest. Oh, no. Uh, who would be the... Cl- well, the marching order originally was Falcus, so it would look more like this. The Forsaken is right up in melee combat with the spirit. The Nightborn is at a little bit of a range distance and has a uh, has a ranged weapon ready. Okay. Now, it sounded like you guys were going to approach on the slowy sort of side and see what was going on before you jumped in, or are you, now that you see that the encounter is in progress and two of the horde are uh, are, are down, that you're going to run in fast? Like, what's what's the battle plan here? What do you think, boys? Should we go help them? Yeah, uh, I'm going to pretty much um, try to get to higher ground and get the Banshee's attention. You can position yourself anywhere you'd like. You guys. I mean, aren't. I'm just trying to look here. I'm, I'm, I'm anticipating that this is like somewhat higher ground up here, and yell out like, "Hey, Banshee! I wait. I had something for this. Die!" And then get into attack. Okay, so shouting. So there's no sneaking happening. Then. Nope, not this time. Let's go ahead and get an initiative roll from everybody. Okay, so as you guys come running up on them and Falcus starts shouting distracting things, you see the uh, the the Nightborn attacking with his crossbow. The attack is good and does deal some damage, but from you guys' expert eye and knowing what you know, when you hit like good with an arrow or a crossbow, like you expect a certain amount of damage to be dealt but it doesn't look like this guy's shots are as effective as they probably should be. Yeah. And then Falcus is the next one in uh, ready to attack. What would you like to do? I will uh, get my short bow up. I am going to hope and assume that um, in this circumstance, the Forsaken Rogue is an ally 
and I will gain sneak attack on this attack if I do hit. Considering the circumstances, it's entirely possible. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to shoot my short bow at the Banshee. That's a crit a fail. Yeah, natural one is going to miss, unfortunately. And uh, that's um, all I got. Okay. For right now. Ari, uh, you see one of the elves nearby shoot very accurately. You see another of the elves nearby <laughs> biff it completely. What would you like to do on your turn? Um, I am going to go ahead and do vicious mockery. So I need a wisdom saving throw first to decide if it uh, if it fails or succeeds. Uh, that's gonna that's gonna fail. So so I go ahead and to the banshee and look at it and say, "Here you are, act, here you are all acting all big and tough like a bear, but really you are nothing more than a whale shark over the wait." crap wait that's bigger than a bear guys guys i messed up i accidentally (laughs) complimented him instead but fortunately my compliments are just fluff and they mean nothing so it's fine i just messed up except though except when i compliment you two like that's all are you still talking i just i just messed up i was trying to make it better the spirit hears you shouting words that are laced with magic but don't land anywhere useful and turns and you can see that like you know how the hair on the little mermaid is always like floating in the water and stuff this spirit it's a it looks like this um it it has the, the form of a female elf its hair is doing the little mermaid float it's got this long pointed face with big fangs and it snarls at you guys at snarls it it has like this silent scream like this constant like open mouthed sort of gonna ch- chomp your face off kind of a look do you do anything else on your turn um knowing that that Falcus had a little bit of a rough go last time uh, i'm gonna go ahead and use my bonus action to cast a level one healing word okay just to give him a little more oomph because i know I know things didn't go so well last time. Didn't go um, so well. He was dang he, near he was, dead. He was down for the count. Couple so hours I'm just going to turn to point uh, to Falcus. Um, I don't think you're quite at the point of doing a cartwheel, but I do have something that I think can help a little bit. So here's a heal. And then I go ahead and... Nice. We'll just click level one. Oh, it tells me. I didn't know how it was going to do since I have level two stuff now. Uh, so I roll a five. Okay, Falcus can restore five hit points. Make sure you mark off that spell slot. Yes. And great. Do you do any movement or are you finished? I'm going to stay back because we're within 45. So I'm just going to stay back a little bit because I'm waiting to see what this creature does. But I'm still close enough. I can do what I need to. So we're good. Okay. The undead in melee range takes a step forward and tries to strike with a dagger attack. It does land the hit, but again for some reason attacking against this monster it doesn't look like there's very much damage being done from those kinds of regular attacks it tries to uh, let me read this real quick yeah it tries to stand its ground and it's I mean it's the only one you know it's not like it can just turn and run away it's going to get battered would so the banshee turned towards us would that rogue have any advantage or anything since it turned towards us or did it turn back no no as okay. long as it doesn't move out of range or isn't, um, you know, 
actually compromised and it's like just turning around and looking isn't isn't enough in 5e wasn't sure Um, okay thank you mm -hmm. so i need i need everyone now to roll me a wisdom saving throw please okay i rolled a are we rolled a 14 falcus rolled a 19 and butch rolled a two all right so this creature ripples with magical force and you see sort of the as the the mists part the way that if you suddenly turned a fan on and all the, like everything would blow um, but it comes off of this thing in all directions um, everyone within range is actually able to stand their ground and sort of grit their teeth and resist the effects of the ability with the exception of Butch who is struck by you know we've been fighting bear monsters and pirates and everything else which is totally normal about this world but that's a ghost man and ghost and is frightened of the the uh the spirit are you saying that i've been feared uh yes you are frightened so you are unable to willingly move closer to the source of your fear let me actually read the things that say frightened. You have disadvantage on ability checks and attack rolls while the source of your fear is within line of sight. And you can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of your turns with disadvantage because you can see the spirit and end the effect on yourself on a success. Cool. Yeah, um, real cool. Yeah, super cool. It is your turn. Okay, so so you can't approach. You could still do a ranged attack if you yeah, had I can do a, a way attack. to do so. You would um, be making that attack roll with disadvantage, and then at the end of your turn, you would make a wisdom save to see if you can push off the fear. That's fine. Okay. Um, t- to be honest, the only the only problem here is that I can't get closer. <laughs> because I wanted to get closer for the next for the next turn. Um, mm-hmm. So the only only thing I can do, I believe, is uh, a a ranged attack. Like you said, I can either do a hand axe, which is slashing, or a javelin, which is piercing. The, I mean, this is a ghost, right? So I don't know. Um, I'm guessing that this ghost has resists, right? And I'm gonna guess even further that since this uh, other elf shot an arrow and it didn't do much, that piercing is 100% one of its resists. I think slashing is probably another (laughs) resist, but I don't know that 100%. That is the reason I'm going to use a hand axe. So okay. I'm going to, with disadvantage, <laughs> yep. um, s- stay right where I am and roll a hand axe. So does the roll that I, I rolled a 23 and an 11. So does an 11 okay. hit? No. No. It just barely misses. Your hand axe 
like you were uh, just the uh, I don't know man and you're nervous about it and your soul is sort of like this is really bad and it just the hand axe just goes a little bit wide could you please roll me a wisdom save now unless you had anything else to do on your turn do you have anything else to do okay cool um okay so that that would be with disadvantage so you would use the lower number 15 okay so on a 15 you know what no man i'm a big strong bear i've got axes for days i don't need to be afraid of this thing and you shake off the fear effect um on your next turn you're going to be able to approach without any trouble okay taking his time to oh my goodness i forgot that Oh, this is so cool. I forgot that I put this on this creature. Okay, so um, seeing that you guys have run up to try to help, the Nightborn Hunter is going to cast a spell against the spirit. Each creature within, okay, creature within the thing is a dexterity saving throw. Okay, cool. So what happens is, okay, so the, the Nightborn gathers up um, the reagents of you know like there's some mushrooms and there's some molds and there's some things and throws it all on this this spirit and it coats it with this shimmering sort of powder and it makes it really really easy to see the creature it makes because like ghosts are semi-transparent but now because it's covered in this soot it it's very very easy to see it's subjected to the spell conditions given by fairy fire um you guys are going to have attack rolls made with advantage and the creature cannot turn invisible let's see any creature within the area spells cast as outlined in light of fails dexterity for the duration sheds dim light okay yeah mm-hmm. this guy definitely i completely forgot that they were this character is based on the drow and they get that so that's awesome um Falcus, it's your turn all right, cool. Um, I'm going to do the same again. I'm, I mean, I also made the same conclusion as um, Butch did uh, with the potential resistances to certain attack types. Unfortunately, all my attack types are of most likely the resisted one. So all I can do is hope for a little bit of extra damage with a sneak attack and uh, an advantage roll of 27 on my attack. Yeah, 27 hits. It'd be five piercing and one sneak. Okay, so you're right. Um, out of game terms, this character is uh, resistant to non-magical physical attacks. Um, you deal five and one is six. You deal a total of three damage. So all physical attacks. Yeah. And the reason why you got sneak attack was because the Forsaken Rogue is um, within melee range. And I have advantage. Yeah, it's both actually. For both reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I cannot imbue any of my abilities with magic. So it is what it is. I am done. Okay. Ari, you're up. Do either of you still have bardic inspiration from last time, or did we use. Did that get used? Um, I don't think anyone would still have bardic inspiration on okay. them. No. Oh, yeah, it'd been 10 minutes. I forget that has that rule. Um, so I've noticed that my, my fellow cohorts are struggling a little bit, and. This might be a little bit tougher than we thought. Um, But I turn to you and say, now I know morale is dropping, but your booty be popping. It's definitely not time to quit because you are legit the reason we are still alive. So here's something to help us survive. And I give him bardic inspiration. 
Yeah, yeah. And then um, I'm going to go ahead and try Vicious Mockery again. So wisdom saving throw. Natural one. Okay. Yeah. So I know you expected us to be affected by your charm and immediately disarm, but you were oh so wrong because we are headstrong. So now it's time for you to realize that you are not up to size for the fight that you have in your sights. And I do damage of three psychic. Okay. Is it resistant or immune to psychic damage? Surely not. No, it is not. It suffers three psychic damage and what? It has a disadvantage on its next attack roll, I think? Yes, it has disadvantage on the next attack roll it makes before the end of its next turn. Okay, perfect. Would you like to move? I'm going to move a little bit kind of closer here just so I'm more in range of the other two guys we have going on. And I'm going to be good. Okay. Uh, The Forsaken is going to attack again. Oh my goodness. Double tens. No dice. It fails to hit. The spirit is going to try to attack against the undead that's right in front of it is going to roll with disadvantage and is going to hit. Um, it does deal... Yeah, it deals seven damage to the uh, to the undead. Wouldn't the undead be resistant to necrotic damage? Um, it is I not. I feel like... Okay. Ooh. Butch, it's your turn. Already, I'm still... No, I'm not... Um, I'm not uh, feared anymore. I can I can move up, but I'm yep. still too far away to uh, run up and make a melee attack. Um, so what I am going to do is I'm going to use reckless attack. Okay. Uh, okay. And, and you already that, have an advantage. I'm not using reckless attack because that's for melee. Never mind. Sorry. I, so I'm going to do do that next time. Um, so I am going to run up a little bit so that I am within within range to um, to be in range next time. Yeah. Okay. So like 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 twenty feet or something like that. So I am going to again understand that it's not going to do that much. But I'm going to use um, a hand axe because okay. I got them handy, right? Okay. Does a 16 hit? Yes. Okay. Now, I know we we went through this. I just listened to this on the podcast that um, where you explained the Bardic inspiration. Do I have to announce that first, or? Do I do, so, do do it after? So now that I've told you that it hits, you wouldn't want to use it because right, it, exactly. all it does is improve your chance to hit. But if you had rolled and seen the number and thought to yourself, I don't think that's going to hit, but I think a bardic inspiration could help me get there, then you would want to say that you're using it before I tell you whether or not it hits. Okay, good. Uh, that's kind of what I was thinking, and that's why I was <laughs> hesitated for a little bit. And I'm like, this is a 16 hit. So I still have the Bardic Inspiration. Um, mm-hmm. It did hit, and the I believe it 
does four slashing. Am I correct on that? I mean, just just by reading the numbers here. Yeah, you dealt four slashing. Um, it is I'm resistant to slashing damage, which you found out, so it dealt two damage total. Okay, sorry, I'm just literally trying to remember how to read this. So the first one it says like two for rage, but I'm not raging. So right. So I've just done two damage to to, the, to this guy, and that's going to end my turn. Great. Uh, the nightborn is going to fire off another attack, trying its best to stay out at range. It does crit, which is exciting. Um, wow. It doesn't deal a ton of damage, but it does land its hit. Falcus, you are up. Alrighty. I'm going to continue the same thing I've been doing. Pull up my short bow, pull back, and let loose another arrow. Still with advantage? Yeah, because this is the fairy fire effect. 25. Yep. It's going to be 8 piercing plus 3 sneak for a total of 11. Okay, reduced down to 5 because of the resistance. That was my question. So when it's odd numbers, you go down? And then round yeah, down. you okay. generally speaking, when it's when you have something and it's a, p- a fraction, you round down. Okay. Ari, you're up. So I notice that we're kind of chugging away a little bit. I'm just gonna keep doing vicious mockery. So I'll go ahead and I need a wisdom roll. Okay. Nineteen. Yeah, that's 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 gonna pass. Um, so I get ready to do my magic, and some people say my bark is worse than my bite, but in this case, they're actually accurate. <laughs> you deserve dm inspiration for that if you don't already have it i already have it but thank you that's that's great that's too good that's that's good okay um do you move any bonus actions anything like that i've noticed the nightborn over there is kind of huffing and puffing while he blows like does his bow stuff so let's go ahead and uh do a level one healing word Okay. On him, so we'll... Five. That's not bad. You just wasted a level... You just wasted a spell slot? Yeah, but I have level twos now, too, so I have things to play with. So I have more than I did before. You wasted a spell slot on an NPC? (sighs) I, I did, yes, because my thought is, if they can get us talking good about us, word spreads quick, and then that might help us later, as the guys who saved the horde party. She also doesn't need to heal me uh, again. I do and have fine too. an ability as well, so she can save it on using it on me again. I have methods. All right. Uh, our rogue is going to try to attack. He misses. The banshee is going to attack against the rogue again and hit, dealing full damage. Uh, the at this point the banshee is looking not not perfect but also not terrible the forsaken rogue is really starting to look kind of bloody yeah. everybody else except well the the orc and the zandalari are not oh you know what that's okay uh, the orc and the zandalari are not uh, but they're in the distance and there's not a whole lot going on there uh, butch it's your turn right okay I do see what's going on. And uh this forsaken rogue is uh is 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 bloody. Now, I reach back. The, okay, 
this little metagame. The reason why I'm not going to rage right now is is because we're dealing with spirit and blah, 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 and there's not enough people to blah, 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 So I'm not worried about it. Okay, I'm going to reach back get and get my great axe and start running. And I'm about 20 feet away-ish, well within distance. I'm going to start running and I'll say, Hey, ghost head! Pick on someone your own size! And I'm using a great axe because of the <laughs> potential to do more damage. And I uh, whip around and kind of go zhoo, 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 and try to go right through the side of this, 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 this ba- banshee with a great axe. Okay, I'm going to use Bardic Inspiration. Okay. Okay, so I'm just going to roll again, yeah? Uh, keep in mind, well, so Bardic Inspiration is, is it's a D6 right now, right, Ari? Uh, I'm pretty sure I have too many things here. Keep in mind also that because Fairy Fire is still active from the Nightborn, you are, ro- that you would take the advantage roll. I'm going to take the advantage roll, which is 13. I don't know what's going to hit. Mm-hmm. So I do know a 16 hits. So I'm going to go ahead and roll a D6. It is a D6. Okay. And I rolled a five, which... So you know, re- you're 18. 18. Uh, so I'm going to assume that hits. Yep. Oh, <laughs> I'm just looking at the damage, though. So was it worth it? Um, so it would be five slashing damage there. Mm-hmm. That sucks. Yeah, so, I mean... So, I mean, what is that? Two? Yep. Yeah. You're getting there. Starting oh, to chunk so along. I'm. And, and remember, I yelled at him. Too. Oh yeah, you got to be in melee range. There we go. Yeah. Um, I I yelled at him and uh, try to get his attention. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, do you do anything else on your turn? Do you have a bonus action or anything? Not that I'm going to use right now, but um, I, I just I just growl at him real hard. Perfect. And that's my turn. All right. Our Nightborn is slowly going to make his way around closer to the troll and the orc. And he's actually going to use his action to try to stabilize. And he successfully stabilizes the nice. the Nightborn. Yeah. Wait, um, let's see. Zandalari, excuse me. Yes. Okay. Um, which I should have been doing closer to the top of combat, but I actually forgot those two characters were up there. So let's just pretend. <laughs> Focus, it's your turn. Alrighty, like a broken record. I'm gonna do it again. Uh, short bow. Um, do we still have mm-hmm. advantage? Good, because the first roll was not good. Uh, 16. Okay. With five piercing and four sneak for a total of nine. Okay, perfect. Do you do anything else? Nope. That's all I got for right now. Okay. Ari, it is your turn. Um, this creature is surrounded on two sides by several of your friendlies. And you do start to notice that the fog is starting to recede a little bit, and the cracks in the sky are starting to recede as well. Slightly. Ooh. All right, all right, all right. Um, hmm. Okay. Would, where Butch is, would that mess with my line of sight for anything? Was he, like, directly in front of me? No. For the Banshee? Okay, I just want to make sure. Um, so I also am on this broken record train, and I'm going to do Vicious Mockery again. So, okay, four, four. That would actually, I would, I would hit. So, 
You came here prepared thinking we would be scared, but I can tell your game is unsteady, so you better get ready, because when we huff and puff and blow, we won't be holding back, we will be letting it all go. So take your shot, it's now or never, but really it's pointless, because we'll be winning this endeavor. And I do four psychic. Okay, good deal. Again, it takes the full damage, because it is not resistant to that. It also has disadvantage on its next attack roll. The Forsaken, seeing that the fight is starting to go his way, is just going to keep trying. It gets in there with a dagger attack and does a good job. Hits for a total of five, which is reduced down to two. And the Banshee, seeing Butch having come flying up on him, is going to turn around and try to attack. That would hit with an 18. Yeah. Butch, you're going to suffer 14 necrotic damage. Jeez! <laughs> oh! Ouch! I don't like that. So my hit points are at 13 now. Okay. And it's your turn. Well, that was what I was trying to do. (laughs) To save that Forsaken. So it worked. Good thing I, you know, I am a tank. I'm supposed to soak up that damage. So um, on this one... Uh, so is is the fairy fire still on the banshee? Yeah, it goes for a full minute. Okay, so um, so I still have advantage. All right, now now you're in for a real fight. I see how it is. Yeah, come on, get it, get it, get it. And uh, with advantage, I got a twenty-two. Yep, with that does um, slashing rolls seven, so I guess that's three. Uh, yeah. Um, and the other thing I'd like to do is Quaking Palm. Now, Quaking Palm uh, doesn't do any uh, damage, so I, I don't believe that a resistance would affect this. It says here that okay, so with Quaking Palm is basically a stun, right? And it's funny because I'm looking at one sheet and it says the saving throw is a 13 and I'm looking at the other sheet and it says an 8. Oh, 8 plus strength proficiency which is, okay, ends up being a 13. Right. Okay, so the banshee rolls right? The banshee rolls for saving throw? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Constitution save. So, rolls a 15, sorry. Dang it! You try to poke it in its belly button and your hand goes right through it because it's this incorporeal goo- ooze. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. I like to think what. of ghosts as being oozy instead of wispy. It's, ew. Um, as gloopy. far as bonus actions Like Slimer. Goes, like Slimer. Um, I'm not able to do that again, just so you know. Okay. Okay. Uh, the Nightborn is going to move around to the other side of his rest of his adventuring party and is going to try to stop the orc from dying uh, and doesn't succeed but he'll try again on his next turn Falcus, you're up alrighty seeing this banshee's looking a little uh, rough for wear um, you know you may not look like a Sylvanus Windrunner but you're just as big of a bitch like her oh. alright uh, hit a short bow be a 19 for nine piercing and one sneak. Okay. We just lost half our listeners. 
Anything else on your turn? No, that's it. Okay. All right, you're up. Um, so I'm going to... I'm just going to do Vicious Mockery again. So wisdom. Oh, right. Dang it. Wisdom save 19. No effect. I'm going to try to make you meet your end, so let's see if you can endure the mighty roar. I was trying to scare it, but I just like got some caught in my throat, I guess. So didn't quite work. Oh my god, that's awesome. The Forsaken is going to lean in with a dagger attack and land a hit, dealing four damage. Um, the Nightborn is going to try to stabilize the orc again and continue to fail. Um, the Banshee is going to attack against Butch. And I really should have raged. Rage? The, the, you, you've seen so far that this is dealing necrotic damage. I don't think rage would have helped you with that. Oh. Uh, but attacks with a 12. So that shouldn't hit you, I think, right? It does not hit. Perfect. <sighs> it's your turn. This thing is looking bad. It's got visible slash marks through it from the damage that has been dealt to it. It has that scream face still on, but it's like more desperate looking now. Yeah. You're right. Rage uh, is like slashing, piercing, bludgeoning. Um, Mm -hmm. Okay. Alrighty. So now I'm going to use Reckless Attack. You can. I mean, you still have advantage because of fairy fire, so like oh, that still right. hasn't changed. That still hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I still have advantage. Okay. Yep. It's like I'm. It's, it's like I'm. You know, really being reckless here, uh, desperate to give myself disadvantage or th- give them advantage. Anyway, so I'm going to uh, c- kind of laugh some more. You know, and I'm sweating for sure this time, <laughs> but, uh, you know, this, this fight is kind of fun. So with my great axe, does a 14 hit? It does. You deal just enough damage to take down this creature. I'd like you to describe to me what it looks like when you take a great axe and put it through a banshee. Alrighty. So I don't know what you know what, what's going to happen here, but I bring my great axe up through, kind of the side, and up through their shoulder, and did just enough damage to make this banshee go away, and the banshee goes and kind of, kind, kind of, kind of seems to dissipate. Perfect. All of that happens. As soon as combat is over, the Nightborn's going to try one more time to stabilize the orc. And I think that actually succeeds. Medicine checks have to be 10 or greater, right? I'm pretty sure. So let's say he succeeds. That's fine. So now there's two unconscious but stable horde players. There's two conscious and, like, breathing heavy and, like, oh, crap. Everything is, like, I can't believe all that just happened, horde players. They look at you and they're like, um... If you guys are headed back to Ogremar, we should all get moving pretty quick because uh, something crazy is happening. And we can pick up on this in a minute after we take the dog out. I have to go to the bathroom really, really badly. And I know that um, uh, Miles is about to get. Okay, cool. So let's break until after everything's settled. Cool. Perfect. Cool. 
The party is now on its way to Booty Bay via Ogramar, hoping to offload their stolen bear parts in a goblin town, where questions might not be asked as to how they came to be in possession of stolen merchandise. Will the good deed toward the inexperienced horde adventuring party pay off down the road? What is the meaning of the four lights in the sky? Will Butch find joy in a place called Booty? We'll find out next week when we queue up for more heroic dungeons and dragons. Before we move forward, there are a couple of rules clarifications that I want to make just because, um, you know, we sort of were flying by the seat of our pants a little bit in the last adventure. And there were some things that as I re-listened to it in editing, I got wrong. So the first thing I want to start with is the rules for surprise. Um, If we're going to be doing surprise attacks, there is no really such thing as a surprise round, quote unquote, in 5th edition. Uh, So what we're going to be doing is... Um, if you guys would like to sneak up on somebody and attack them using surpri- the, the advantages that come with a surprise attack, we're going to roll for stealth. If you guys' stealth scores are better than the passive perceptions of the monsters that you're trying to surprise, then you will be able to attack from surprise. However, if you know two people roll a good stealth score and then the third person just walks straight in to start fighting the way that we did when we started the bugbear encounter I keep calling them bugbears I wasn't using bugbears as their stat blocks I don't know why I keep saying bugbears the furbolg um, fight where Butch was like alright cool let's rage let's run right in that would have ruined the surprise because they knew they were in combat at this point so what we'll be doing instead is we'll be rolling for stealth we'll see how we do and then um, if you guys want to begin the encounter from surprise somebody will make a attack that will begin the encounter and then we'll follow initiative from there um, but the, the rules for surprise were a little bit stricter than what we were playing with so we I wanted to narrow that down just just a tiny bit and recognize for the audience that I know I got it wrong you don't have to message me about it the other thing I wanted to go over is the rules for inspiration we were using inspiration correctly when it came for uh, the bardic inspiration from Ari where she can have a bardic inspiration out to different people all at the same time but it is only one per person so you can have one on Butch one on Falkus um, but you can't have like two on Falkus at one time let's say and when you roll the dice you look at the dice and you go ooh that's not good enough I'm going to add my bardic inspiration to the dice and then see if you can go from there DM inspiration does not work the same way In order to use DM Inspiration, you need to decide before rolling the dice that this is the one that's really important that I have to succeed on, so I'm going to use my Inspiration, and then you roll with advantage normally. It's not a re-roll, and it's not an extra. It's You have to decide in advance to roll with advantage. That's how that's going to work. Um, Finally, I wanted to mention that Ari is proficient with her... um, uh, entertainer's background and her, you know, I think she has the the disguise kit that she's proficient with and all these things. So if her disguise is the blood elf disguise, we're not going to be needing to roll a check to put that costume on correctly. You will be adequately disguised as a blood elf. Um, blood elves are not super common 
in, let's say, Ogremar. I mean, there. If you walk, if you go in game into Ogremar, they're everywhere. But that's because players like that race. In the world of Warcraft, as you guys know, because of what happened during Warcraft Three and everything else, Blood Elves are actually a uh, relatively low population race. So most of the uh, the horde characters that you'll encounter are things like orcs and trolls and things. Um, it's because of Arthas. It's because of Arthas. That's right. Um, so between you and Falkus, you would know, yeah, you're doing a passable job at looking like a blood elf. A blood elf would probably be able to see through your disguise. At that point, we might have to start rolling deception checks or stealth checks or whatever it is that the situation calls for. But to an orc, yeah, I mean, all the pink skins kind of look the same anyway. So that's kind of the feeling that you've gotten over the years of practicing with your disguise and learning how to do it, hanging out with Falkus, getting into trouble, things like that. So that's sort of, I think that that's going to be a good blend of how we've been using the disguise in the past versus how we'll be using it moving forward. Is that cool with everybody? I love it. I think that's going to be awesome. All right. I didn't listen to a word you said. Um <laughs> So inspiration. Between I'll start from bars. the beginning. So no, no. Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> was invented. Oh, keep going. What 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 year and and, and who was the no in the past oh. by a person. <laughs> <laughs> so and I somebody Gygus something like that. So the bardic inspiration yeah. we'd been doing right. It was just clarification. I can only put it on one person because I don't think I'd put it. No, no, on no. One you can put twice. it on multiple people. You just can't put it on the put same on person twice. multiple times at once. I don't think I've done that. I don't think so. No, you haven't. Okay. I thought I messed up. I'm like, did it I was do more that? on clarification okay. on how to use the mm-hmm. DM's inspiration? Yeah, DM do inspiration we had been using wrong. Oh, I don't know. Gary Gygax, you were close. In 74 is my guess. No, 64. I 54. My tab, so. I think 50, it's one of the. 54. I think it's one of the years that ends in four. Okay. We're th- I don't okay. know why. I literally just did some rules clarifications and then I said something that was demonstrably wrong about D&D. So, uh, I, okay, I'll get the messages. It doesn't matter. Okay. So, uh,. Nice to see you, everyone, right immediately after we um, exited the cave. And yeah. we are very fresh on on um, on the rules and the playing and the RP because we meet every week to do this, right? Of course. Is that the fi- is that is that what we're telling people? <laughs> it's been months since I've seen your faces. And I love you. But also, I was playing on my regular campaign last night where I am a uh, fighter, a level five fighter with protection. And there's, I, I, I need to make sure that I don't, you know, uh, mix things up, you know, between that's, my that's... dwarf fighter and my Pandaren barbarian. I mean, I'm sure the melee. That's what I had to do. Um, my character in our other campaign, our level, my level seven character, met a very unfortunate end. He failed Aww. his death saving roll the first time, so I had two check marks against me, and I you failed. Critical failed. I critical failed. Yes, and then <gasps> I failed the second roll, including with a DM inspiration offered to me by a fellow player on the table, and he still died. 
So I went from my level seven fighter, uh, no, level five fighter to paladin, who we had just kind of reworked a little bit, so he had two levels of paladin. Uh, and now I'm playing a level seven warlock, so that's that's an interesting that's change. That's really different. <laughs> um, and now I'm going back to a fighter, so it's kind of funny that you mentioned that. I, like, uh, I don't know how to play my character. I on purpose don't play like wizards and bards. And I don't want to memorize spells. I don't want to figure out spell slots. Yeah. Play a warlock. You only get two. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Okay, so... um, You're a cantrip queen. I feel like... Have have y'all been listening to uh, what what Casey's done with the editing and making these little bite-sized shows for everyone? I think they're fantastic. Thank you. That's super nice. I was was just feeling that we were getting into this like you know rhythm, you know what I mean, and, and, and between all of us, and I hope we can get that going, get get that back fast. <laughs> so um, I, I think we were all like RPing the way we were our you know our characters and figure it out, and so I need to get back into the butch skin. You know what I mean. <laughs> a lot of a lot of this, this comes with the fact that you know the the show is broken down. We record for a couple hours, and then everything's then broken down into the bite sized chunks. So it's like, yes, it's all that flowing. So now we definitely have to. I was like this morning and last night. I was like, okay, get into focus mode. Get into focus mode. I don't know how to get into focus mode. <laughs> yeah, we record like for four hours, and that's four episodes. And so, and now by the t- time people listen to this one. It's, it will be... I'm just looking. It'll be two Wednesdays two from today. <laughs> no, what, they're, Wednesday. what we're saying right now won't come out until the 4th, so it'll be a week and a half from now. Okay, but what I'm, what I'm saying is um, I, I'm ju- I just listened to episode 8, and then episode 9 is coming, mm-hmm. right? So what we're about to record is going to be the beginnings of episode 10, but we haven't talked to each other so, I mean, the weather was different outside. It's 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 been a while. Um, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it was still summertime. I feel, and now now it's October. <laughs> uh, June, July. It was July. It was the no, end of was, July. July. Was it? Because I thought sh- mm-hmm. I thought that uh, Sal was in uh, Texas for September. That would have put us in August. Maybe. So I want you to go. Do to I Texas. have that wrong? <laughs> I went to Texas I it's in been August. at least two months. Yeah, she went to August. Texas in oh, okay. August. Okay, so yeah. it was I was a month off. Right. It was July then, yeah. It was like the last Sunday in July. Yeah. By the way, who goes to Texas in August on purpose? A person who's from Texas and understands what they're getting into. Jeez. I knew it was a mistake before I did it. Um But it was nice to see my family and uh, you know, all all that nice stuff. But but now it's October in New York City, and nothing could be more beautiful. Um, it would, we're all staying outside because we can't go inside any establishment except for 25% capacity. But I'm not going inside anywhere. It's still beautiful. The oh, the trees and the Central Park and the, oh my gosh, guys. New York in autumn. 
I need to come visit. I would love to see Central Park. Um, I watch a lot of, uh, I follow a lot of bird people on Twitter. And so oh, just seeing their yeah. pictures and they talk about going down to some of the different parks and some of the different um, nature areas in, in New York City itself. And it's just pretty cool to see what kind of birds. I just, I'm watching right now at my feeder right outside the window here. And it's, I'm like, oh, there's a migratory bird. <laughs> Cute little bird. Anyway, well, number so one Central the Park the is... Season. Yeah, Central Park is ginormous. Um, and then and you go to Brooklyn, there's Prospect Park, which is ginormous. You, go to see, you know, and there's parks in uh, Staten Island, you know, that are ginormous, like uh, bigger than towns, you know. So you, you can re- really get the uh, great D&D conversations. I think I'm going to tack this on to the end of the show. Because <laughs> it's good, it's fun, it's fun to like hang out and chit chat and all that stuff. But I mean, you it's get, a personable side of, of us. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I mean, you know, the 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 way that the show's been cut, it's like short introduction immediately into the gameplay. So I can, I think we should include all this. It just probably won't be at the beginning <clears throat> of the episode. That's all. By the way, I I get the idea that my brother doesn't appreciate my uh, impersonation of him. Uh. I expect it'll grow on him. So I, uh, I told my family about this show and then they listened to episode one, which is the rusty, which is a rusty episode, a good episode, but we were rusty. We, I mean, we hadn't starting to click and it my sister time to grow into your character and figure. Well, I have a, I, when I get nervous, I stutter. And at the beginning it was like, okay, now tell it. Casey's like, Say what you look like, and I'm like, I bet I did. You be, uh, um, 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 I think, I think, you know, I'm a big boy. I'm, I'm a big boy, and uh, so my sister texted me saying, you know, you really made our brother sound fat and stupid, and if that were me, I would be really hurt by that. So suddenly, I'm like texting the family group text, going, <laughs> by the way, the character that I'm playing is a giant panda. And everyone knows that giant pandas are very large. Um, and and it gets funnier later. It, and, like, nobody cares. Just, no, I, you know, nobody cares. Yeah, the butt flexing. The butt flexing. The Terry Crews butt flexing. You know, if, if they could just... If my family could just move past their preconceptions about... Um, or preconceived notions about... Uh, body image you know like like what so so butch kind spear is 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 a large dude he's a bear right he's a bouncy bear he he can he literally has bounce where you know and and the the um racial for a pandaren he's supposed to be fat but i don't know and all I'm doing is is speaking in a Texas accent when I do him, so I don't know why they think that I sound um, stupid. No, it's but do you think about any kind of first couple episodes of a, of a series of a TV series or anything like that? Like the characters haven't gotten into their groove, they haven't gotten into what the character actually is, or or you know the character development, and then eventually at that point you're you're more comfortable with who you are or who your character is that you're not going to be stuttering as often as, as right. you were in the beginning. And you've got that, that accent down that you want this character to be like. So hopefully, you know, it's not going to sound to other people, more or less your family, like he's <laughs> dumb. 
Well, and that's a lot of the point of these kinds of characters, right? Is that they don't start off finished. Because if they do, there's nowhere to explore. Like, you can't... Your characters can't grow if they're already done on episode one. Like, that's... It's... I don't know. You're missing out if that's how you're running your character, I think. By the way, Amanda, did you get a haircut? I uh, did get a haircut. I um, <laughs> I went layers. in in September and just was like, "Hey, I need to get a haircut." Um, because COVID hit, but it was split. Like the split ends were so bad, like it was awful. And I am not confident enough to cut my own hair. And I casually mentioned, "Hey, I'm thinking of getting bangs because I've never had bangs." in a very long time and she pulled my hair up and she goes oh honey with a forehead like that you need bangs and I was like okay then I guess we're getting bangs today um, which I know my forehead's big like I know my hairline goes back further like I know these things but I was just like okay just do what you want to honey it's that fine. just means that, you know, that your hair that your face can take a lot of makeup it does yes uh-huh. <laughs> so. that's yeah when I um anyway you look, you look ago, pretty when I did saying. my wedding makeup, she was like, oh, I have a lot of room to work with. And I was just like, I think that's a nice way of saying your forehead's big, but that's okay. Um, I've always had a big forehead. It's no problem. But yes, thank you. I did get some layers and it's flippy. And I learned a new method to curl hair with a straightener that's a yeah. lot easier than what I was doing. So like I put some curls in it in like the 30 seconds before I ran in here because it's been a morning. Thank you. Casey's just looking like, okay, guys, let's, uh, I didn't get a haircut, so I didn't have anything no. to contribute. <laughs> hey, you know I, what? This We kind of warm up our voices anyway, right? <laughs> for sure. I had to mom this morning, hardcore, which my voice has warmed up from going, don't do that. Stop. And then I've yelled at him twice to like, Miles, be quiet. Um, cause he has play dates now on Fortnite with, uh, Cuddles, son. Cause mm. Cuddles awesome. is a year older than him. And I have never heard kids go dude dude bro no dude more in my life and i'm like are you guys like a bunch of like frat bros already like have we reached frat bro stage do i need to get you a monster backwards cap like it's adorable it's cute but sitting here i think be glad that it's it's dude and bro and not yes other words it's very innocent but miles like no dude 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 we gotta go over here bro bro come over here i'm like oh jesus like buddy like and so one point I made a mute. I'm like, do you know his real name? He's like, yeah, it's. And I was like, okay, I just wanted to make sure you weren't just dude broing because you forgot his name. Like, all right, go back to doing your thing. Sounds like something I would do. Oh, that's what I do. I'll be like, oh, hi, hi, hon. That's the danger of meeting people on the internet. You don't know if they're even real people or not. Yes. It's terrible. We had to have the talk. Um, I don't know and if Cuddle Kid even actually I'm exists. Still not I'm not even gonna lie sure to you. if Casey's real or not. No, it could be, could be fake. <laughs> no, it's hard to tell. We had to have the talk about don't like don't give people information on the internet um, because he did give like his birthday to Cuddles Kid, which they knew the birthday they've sent him like cards and stuff before. And I was like, listen, this time it was okay. Don't ever do that again. (laughs) (laughs) We had that. And then I'm sitting here like posting pictures on Twitter to people I've never met in real life. I'm like, don't do what I do, though. Like, this is not a lead by example. This is a do as I say situation. So yeah, that's been my life the past few months. A lot of parenting, and we're working six days a week now. So a lot of um, mm. a, lot, a lot of just stress and anxiety and exhaustion. But I'm excited to be here. I have prepped some awesome things, and I even have like a a random monologue if we get to it. 
situation has to be right though. Like it has to be the perfect situation. So we'll see how it goes. Awesome. But I can't wait to accidentally already. stumble backwards into that situation. That'll be fun. <laughs> okay. Well then uh, if everyone's ready, let's do it. All right. Uh, just one more clarification. If I remember correctly, I dropped down unconscious in the caves in and I, and I, I brought you correctly. back up. Yes. 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 Okay. That's what I. That's what I thought. Because I did not know I could heal you when you were down. I learned things. <laughs> Learning things. I appreciate it. I don't. I mean, don't necessarily want to reroll another character, but you know. No, you were. You were about to roll your first death save, and that was when, like, combat was over. They're celebrating. You're bleeding out, and then Ari turned around and healed you, and now you're okay. <laughs> things I'm learning. Thanks. Please follow us at twitter.com slash heroicdnd, where you'll find our players' social media info and a link to our Discord server.